Well, last week, if you listen to the podcast, you'll know that we slightly did it differently. It wasn't topical. Um, it was more reminiscing about different things, about us being City fans. And if you haven't listened to that one, then have a listen to it because it's still available. You can still download it on iTunes and SoundCloud and Spotify and all the rest of them. There's even a video version that's on the YouTube channel. Um, so a shortened version because we often put little extracts, as it were, on the YouTube channel. Uh, and obviously, if you want to look at the uh, the Forever Blue YouTube channel, you'll see the highlights this season, memories of 99 and all the games from last season. So if you've not done that, take a look. Thanks very much to Hot Click Marketing, who've been uh, the supporter of the podcast for the whole of 2019, uh, at Hot underscore click is their Twitter account. Tony is the supremo. I think he calls himself uh, the... Uh, does he call himself something like the editor-in-chief or something? Yeah, Anyway, awesome. something like that. Uh, if you get hold of him by ringing him, and you can find the number on his website, he gets your company, if you're a, a digital company, uh, to the top of Google searches, etc., which means you get a lot more traffic and hopefully you get a lot more business out of it. So go to him and he'll help you do that. So thanks very much, Tony, for helping us out. Now, just like last week, I've got Harlan and we've got Paul with me, here at Holiday Inn in Manchester, which is where we record uh, these podcasts at the moment. And last week we talked about how you, you became a City fan and, uh, and, and one or two of the, the subjects were surrounding the, the, the whole personality of being a City fan. I want to ask you now to start this one off about, um, you know, sp- standout moments. Now, there are so many recently that are standout moments um, I mean, obviously, you know, Sergio Aguero scoring in that, that, that game, 93-20 and everything, 6-1 at Old Trafford. I, I could list a whole load of them. Mm. And you can, if that's what you want to go down, if that's the route you want to go down, <coughs> by all means do it. Um, obviously, my, my first game, which I've mentioned before, was when I was 10 years old. It was against Schalke. Uh, people who watched the vlog from City against Schalke games last season, particularly the one in Germany, will know my history, which is that my mum was from Gelsenkirchen, which is where Schalke are from. And so therefore, the first game that I went to, being that special game, City against Schalke will never go from my mind. Um, but, you know, there are, there are other games, lesser games. I, I tell you what, I ended up watching a reserve game once, a Central League game, in which I consider to be one of the best goals I've ever seen. Right? A Central League game in which Tommy Doherty's son, Mick <laughs> Doherty, who was playing for City's reserves at the time, yeah. I can't remember who the opposition were, hit a shot, I'm, I swear, and this is where memory you know, yeah, uh, yeah. can fail you. And it might be that if that was videoed and I watched it now, it would be completely different yeah, than yeah, what I'm yeah, going to yeah, tell so you now. But it felt like he hit a volley from inside the centre circle into the top corner in this reserve game. So even though I won't necessarily say that was one of the best matches I've ever seen, yeah, it's certainly yeah. a goal that stuck in my mind. Yeah. Are, there, are there quirky... I mean, you, if you want to talk about 93-20 and 6-1, do it. But are there quirky moments as well that stick out in your mind? The, the, one, the one that stuck out in my mind was when the um, first couple of seasons when was at the Etihad. Stuart Pearce, I think, was the manager, and he ended up putting the goalkeeper up front. Oh, David James, David yeah. James, he put him up front. And it was obviously, at the time, I just thought, oh, how fun is this? Because it was like the typical City thing to do, you know, just something, something stupid and random. And I, but they actually had the shirt made for that, him, you know, in advance. That, that's the point I'm going to yeah. make now. It's <laughs> the fact that it wasn't just a case of, we need a goal, we need to get this last-minute header. 
put David James on and put someone else in net because of his height and all that. He must have planned it. The man, the man, Pace, must have planned the fact that he was going to do it because he got him a shirt printed with his number on and an outfield shirt. And I just thought, this is... This is Man City. This, this is this is brilliant. Obviously, from a part of view of winning things, it was rubbish. I mean, we scored ten goals all season. Yeah, what would have happened if James would have scored the winner? It'd have been brilliant. Like it'd have been typical City, wouldn't it? It'd just been ace. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but I mean, the ninety-three twenty. You never. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that. I can smell it. I can taste it. Go on, tell us your story <sighs> of that day. It was unbelievable. I mean, obviously, we got there and, you know, I th- was it, I th- again, my memory might not remember these things because it's been washed over by the 93 20 moment. But I think, oh, we need, did we just need to draw or something like that? No, no, no. no. We, 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 we need, need to, to win, win right? Yeah. Assuming United to, won. Yeah, yeah. We needed to win. So the, the scenario was on. And it was like, QPR, we're going to do this. And we all know how the, pan, the day panned out. Yeah. And I remember standing there, absolutely. My mate Jonah was sat down next to We normally stand up. We never sit down. We stand up. And Jonah had sat down with his head in his hands. And he was absolutely distraught. This is 2-1 down, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. And then, and then the, goal, the goal went in. And I think, was it Jekko, I think, was it? Yeah, Jekko he got, got the goal. Level, yeah. So I remember picking the ball out of the back of the net, ran back to the thing with it, you know, to him and going. And, and Jonah's still sat there. And I'm like singing my head off, trying to get the boys going and everything. And I said to Jonah, I just I looked down and said, Jonah, we don't sit down in this ground, you know that. Get up just as he was standing up like that. I, I stopped looking at him and I looked up and it was the, the goal, the Balotelli bang back in the net. And just as he stood up to see that, he, he just about saw it over the heads. We both erupted and then the rest of it was just a blur. Yeah. The rest of it was For a about blur. about a minute and a half, two I, minutes. I can't isn't... remember, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't see. I remember being on the pitch. I don't even remember the final whistle. I remember being on the pitch, um, running around on it, and I, I, I don't remember much. I remember then getting off the pitch and just standing there, and this, this, this policeman that stood next to us said, that was so funny, that, watching you. I said, oh, I'm not going to get arrested, am I, for going on the pitch? He's absolutely not. He said, that was so funny. I said, I never thought you had it in you, but I get over that barrier. He said, you sidestepped two, two uh, stewards and you went round and over. He said, someone tried, a policeman tried tackling you and you handed him off. He said, you must have played rugby. <laughs> so it was like, it was just, I, I don't remember it. I don't remember getting on it. And then afterwards, I remember walking round near City Square and just thinking, it was like a zombie apocalypse. Because <laughs> there was just City fans walking around with flags on and it all seemed in slow motion. And nobody was singing, nobody was bouncing about. We were all just numb. We were all just stood there like, what What just happened? And I'll never... So it was a weird... Never forget finish it. Finish to it's, an unbelievable It's, it's blanked bear, everything it? out from years of watching City. I, I can't remember half the rubbish now because of that's just filled my head. It was amazing. Yeah. It, was a we- it was a weird finish to, to, to an unbelievable day like... We'd all gone there, and this is what I mean. We'd not gone into that as expectant as we would now. No. I don't think even because because people knew we'd not won the title yet. We'd we'd never won a Premier League title, so people were still a bit, ooh, it's QPR, you know, they are fighting for the lives. We, we're going to lose this. And I remember people saying it on the way down that on the, we got one eight two from Charles living in short at the time, and you could hear people on the back of the bus going, "Oh, we're going to get beat today." No, oh, it's going to curtains and all this. And me and my pal Joel, child of friends, sixteen years, you know, hopefully many many more. Um, We'd gone to the games all season and the QPR game was one of the games we were dead excited for, but we kind of thought in the back of our minds, could this be the one team that upsets the apple cart now and hands them the title? And I've got a weird, like, I don't even know, what can I even call it? Like, I envisage things happening before they happen 
and I can predict things now, and I've got a weird way of so predicting like, things. You're like Derek Yeah, but I, I can I can make a statement at the start of the season <coughs> about something, educated obviously, and something will happen. You've got the gift, and it's a gift. I don't know what it is, but. What's going to happen next season, then, Alan? We're going to win the league again, again, aren't we? Get these lottery numbers. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's not everything because sometimes I get things wrong, but sometimes I get things bang on. And when Traore went down that left hand side before Mackie scored the header, I could see the ball in the back of the net exactly the way it did. And I was as he ran down the line, and I saw the play open up. I dreaded seeing the the end of that move, and I could see Mackie arriving. And I thought, he's going to bang this top corner. And there's the crosses come in and he's put it top corner. I thought, within, what, five seconds, I thought, oh my God, why did I think that was going to happen? Yeah, oh yeah. my God, I'm blaming my myself fault. for it. My fault. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, why did I think that that was going to happen? Have I willed it to happen? All these weird thoughts running through my mind. I come back down to earth and thought, Jesus, S-H-I-T, we're 2-1 down. What are we going to do now? And then straight away, within another five seconds, I was dead optimistic again. Right, come on, boys, let's do it again. It was the weirdest 20 seconds of my life. I've gone from envisaging something happening, the worst thing that could have happened, to then being optimistic again, to then thinking it might not happen, to then thinking, come on, boys, we can do it. And then Jekyll pops up, a player that I backed all season, that fans behind me have been criticising and calling <laughs> yeah. and slating yeah. all season. He steps up, he puts the header in. We'd had about four corners before he put that header in. And we'd missed all four of them. Balotelli back post, he missed one. And I was thinking, if we're going to score, it's one of these has got to go in. Yeah. And then what an editor put it in. And then the Aguero moment. I mean, you couldn't have drawn that any better if you had pen and purple. It was beautiful. De Jong gets the ball, he passes it into Aguero. He receives the ball, plays that one too. And what an absolute <laughs> goal that is. And do you know what? I'll never, ever forget how I felt when when the ball at the back of the net and then, like you say, a blur after that for about a minute and a half. I remember getting head-butted, kissed. I don't know who kissed me. I'd love to find out who kissed me. But prior to that, I'd seen people walking out and yeah. the same people that I see now and I kind of think that... I'd, I'd never had to go up to them and say it, but I see them walking out of games now and I, I, I sometimes think... I'd, I maybe want to say to him like, nah, 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 "Have you nah, not? Nah, have you not? Have you not? <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Have you have you not like learned your lesson from yeah, from yeah. that day and yeah. that? Because I recognise you, your daughter, and your husband. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah, you, yeah. your wife, and you and and your daughter. I don't know. It's a weird one, but it went from being the best day ever because we were anticipating a win to being the worst day ever for about what what were it twenty minutes yeah. to being the best day ever again. So, it, so when a, a, a height of you could, if we if we'd have won, say we'd have won three one. Normal time, just you know, they scored first, and we got three goals. It wouldn't have been anything like what it was because it, just the way we did it was just you couldn't, you're never going to beat it, you'll never beat it. And I don't care what you say about whether it was Liverpool beating Barcelona and this, that, and the other, you'll never beat that. No, I it agree. was the best moment ever, weren't it? I think. I mean, I've, I've told this story before, so I'll keep it brief. Uh, but my 93-20, I was commentating, obviously, and uh, I was very well aware of the fact that Bolton Wanderers were in a relegation battle with uh, QPR. One of those two was going to go down. And if United had won the league, because I was commentating for the BBC, even though everybody knew I was a City fan, I would have to be fair to the whole situation. And I was also aware of the fact that the next day I was scheduled to be on our breakfast programme from 6am to 9am talking about this game. And I thought, <coughs> when we were losing the game to QPR, I'm thinking, I'm going to have to sit there for three hours tomorrow. This is while I'm commentating, you know. And uh, so when Jekyll scored... I actually thought this is going to make it. This obviously out of step with you two, but I actually thought 
this is going to make it even worse now because they were one goal away from winning yeah. the league. I yeah. could almost accept it when we were losing 2-1. Yeah, yeah. And then when, to get it back, knowing that one more goal would have won the league, made it even worse. So I, I didn't have the, quite the passion that I normally have when the ball at the back of the net. It was just sort of like Jekyll scores. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anti-climax. Still, still yeah, the game, game it didn't make a difference on the day, did it? It no. wasn't going to make a difference on the outcome, was no. it? No. So, so anyway, the game continues to unfold. I've got Nigel Glegg on next to me, <laughs> former City player, um, I, who I think is going to be the professional and I'm going to be the one who's going to perhaps lose it if City were to win the league. Uh, obviously, as the build-up happens, I describe the action. Um, I hear in my headphones that United have won 1-0, which I give to the audience. And I see Mark Hughes, the QPR manager, and I see the QPR fans start to celebrate prematurely. Well, not prematurely, because they were safe. Because what I didn't, hadn't been told was that the Bolton game had finished and it didn't actually matter then what, what, because well, Bolton hadn't won. What happened, QPR could lose and they'd still stay up. So they started celebrating. And I was... Proud of the fact that within my commentary, I actually said, I wonder if QPR will just lose concentration a bit yeah. here. And all in that split second, it happened. And then the ball hits the back of the net. And as I'm screaming, Aguero scores the goal. <laughs> Aguero scores the goal. Nigel Glegon's leaping about with his headphones and his microphone in his hand. G- jumps up in the air, sends all the equipment crashing. And we go off air. <laughs> we go off air at that moment. The biggest moment in City's history. And uh, and so I I'm I'm on, while you don't know where you are, um, I certainly knew where I was because I was on the floor on my hands and knees picking up all the equipment, looking for a new job Monday morning. Well, yeah. thinking, blimey, City have won the league now, which clearly they have. And you know when they say if you're in an accident, time slows yeah, down. Yeah. It lasted forty five seconds, and in that forty five seconds, I could probably write a book about what that <laughs> what I thought about in that forty five seconds, and. I got us back on air at 45 seconds later. We hadn't even kicked off at that point. So that's how quick it was, really. But it seemed like forever. Like a lifetime. And then when, when it came to the final whistle, uh, I went into a sort of, you know, are you watching Maggie Thatcher, Norwegian-style <laughs> commentary? And somebody said to me, in fact, I've got a few people <coughs> on Twitter, you need to have a drink, you. Um, <laughs> get me a glass of water, Will. Um, it's my mum flu, sorry. <laughs> uh, but I, I remember... Um, you know, thinking to myself, um, don't throw it over, Will, whatever you do. That's going to throw the glass <laughs> yeah. over there. I'm going to have a drink, not, not throw it at me. <laughs> people contacted me and said, can we listen to your commentary? Because we were at the game. So so I, 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 I thought, well, no, the commentary just stops at the goal. But one of my colleagues, Della Floyd, said to me, uh, I'm very, very grateful to all these uh, years later as well. Why don't you join all the build-up to how you celebrated the final whistle, see if that works. I edited the two together, and anybody that's ever heard my it fitted comment, perfect. It, it sounds like it was what, but it I'm, was trust real. me, yeah, that yeah. was there was a gap. <laughs> <laughs> that was so. That was my story. Well, so it, that's the highlight. So, so you've all talked about that now. Um, what about the low light? What's the worst moment? Um, uh, before you answer it, I'll go. Go on. Go on. <laughs> there have been several relegations. Uh, there have been moments when City have been beaten heavily, like 8 1 at Middlesbrough. But for me, the Luton Town, um, this is before your time, Ireland, yeah. the first for me that I saw of the relegations against Luton Town when Radiantic scored that goal, and you've seen the TV pictures, David Pleat ran on the pitch, was the one that really hit me the hardest and I remember sitting 
in the in the stand at, at Main Road after that game, really completely dumbstruck, uh, and didn't know how to feel, didn't know what to say or anything, and the the whole thing of contemplating that I can't remember who was in the second tier of English football then, but next season we'll be playing. Let's say it was Bolton Wanderers and Sheffield Wednesday and all that, and I thought I can't believe I can't no I I just what do I say? Contemplate. So so I mean that was my worst moment. What what? Well, I remember that because I was in Kipax that one, and I remember getting on. I think we got on the pitch. I think it was on the pitch. We were running one way, and I remember David Pleat running past me. David Pleat was actually running past me. Doing he's doing like some little jig thing. One he was like yeah hopping and skipping yeah. So um. My worst one is is really recent. It was the uh, the Tottenham um, VAR disallowed goal. I felt as bad. I felt as good. I felt as bad as I did when Aguero got the ninety three twenty. As I felt as bad. It was like the complete flip. I'd gone from being what was that word before mesmeric. Or mesmeric euphoric. Yeah, I'd gone from that. What he's just said. <laughs> so to to being like down in the dumps, I, I remember I, I couldn't breathe again. We're dancing around. I remember seeing the Tottenham fans leaving. They were walking out. We're all we couldn't believe it. And then somebody turned round and said, um, "He's not give it." I didn't hear all. Didn't even know it had gone to VAR or anything. I was saying, "What? He's not give it." And then it come up, and even the, I remember the commentator at the game, the 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 ground announcer announcing the goal, the goal scorer. And then I just remember that it's like it's not happened, and I stood there again. In silence, completely exhausted, because I just put everything into that, that, that goal. And I just thought, I'm done with football. At this specific moment, I thought, I'm done with football. That's, that's up there with me. That, 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 it was one of the most gut-wrenching moments mm. I remember ever ever f- seeing and feeling live. To, see, to turn around and see Jess crying with joy... And then crying with, yeah, with sadness within yeah. the space of 20 seconds. She'd gone from, I turned around, she's going, I'm crying, I'm, oh, it's unbelievable. And I, to see her face change when they said, no, when it come up, no goal. Because I'm, I'm, yeah, we yeah. were sat in that bit where from you tears sit. tears of joy to tears of so laughter. With, and, within the yeah, space of, yeah. what, fifth, what was that? It might have been a transition of one second or something. Yeah. She just went, because I, I, obviously you can't see because I'm trying to, talking to a camera here that's no longer recording me. <laughs> Yeah, um, so yeah, so basically, I'm, I'm East Stand Corner, East Stand, um, South Stand Corner, where you sit, level one. So I'm stood on the steps with me back to the screen, and I'm looking at Jess, and she's obviously seen the no goal behind me, and I just saw her face change, and then I turned to me right, and seen all the Tottenham fans giving us the visa, and it was, the, it was one of the worst moments ever, gut-wrenching. But it was V for VAR, wasn't it? V for it? VAR, the, yeah. The rude version. But going, I mean, there's loads of moments from a chat from being a child. You know, I can't remember loads of specific games. That's quite surprising for me of all people. But one of the worst moments was standing in my granddad's front room, celebrating the fact that we'd got a pen against Middlesbrough to qualify for the UEFA Cup, and then f- celebrating it, foul missing, and then it going from amazing to being, oh my yeah, god, yeah. I can't believe they've snatched that. And it was one of the most decisive games because I think Borough got Europe. You know what? It took me that. And, I was and listening that, to your commentary. It's that great how you're taking taking us back to that Harlem because I'd sort of forgot that, and I can't b- believe I have really because at the time when he missed that and since he didn't qualify for Europe, it seemed like the end of the world to me because we hadn't been near to qualifying mm. for Europe for such a long time, and it, I, I reckon it took me, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's true all summer. To get over, to get over it. it. Now, nothing affects me like that anymore. Um, 
you know, I'm a bit older and, and, you know, you get things perhaps a bit more into proportion. But at the time, that absolutely felt like the end of the world to me. That, that yeah. City were not going to qualify for Europe. The chance may never come again. And it, and it, and it all had been on that kick. I think yeah. it was the moment. Did, was didn't, we, well. didn't we qualify for the fair play? When was, when yeah, was but the... we didn't know that was going oh, to happen, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. we? Oh, I know, I know. But I'm, I'm sure we, we qualified on the back of that, didn't we? It was like, I just thought, this is just a City way. They've, 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 they've kind of missed the penalty to qualify properly. And we've got in. Through the back door, haven't we? We've got him through the back door, so everyone's going to have a go at us. We can't even qualify properly, and they're going to have a go at us for getting him through the back door, aren't they? It was great. I think it was. It's that. It's so comparable the moments from being one minute at the top of the world, thinking we've got a penalty, and Sterling scoring. Them, them moments are so like the, the years apart, but they felt. But it's like, of course, we get the first the European draw. And who do we draw? A team from Wales. Wales, yeah. Wales. Yeah. You're thinking could could, could be travelling anywhere TNS, all over Europe. TNS. TNS. Millennium Stadium. Oh, yeah, it, it was the Millennium a, Stadium. I remember going. Yeah. I went to that, and there was about there was about two thousand City fans. It was that. They, there they was a lot a, more than that. They, they, they'd opened a little block up, hadn't they? And that was about it. No, it was no, crazy. no. Those, I'll tell you what. Uh, again, I might memory might be doing me an injustice here. I seem to remember the crowd was about 20,000 and in my memory there was about 18,000 yeah, City yeah, fans yeah, and about 2,000 TNS yeah. fans. That, that wouldn't have been TNS, would it? Because that was 2005 That when, when he missed that pen. Yeah, that was before. So was TNS was all 3 or 4, wasn't maybe it? Maybe that's why when so, Fowler did, missed that penalty I thought we've had a one yeah, yeah. chance. Who, who, did, who did we play in the next one then? Because Hamburg was all, all 7 or 8. Weren't it? You can, as you're listening to this, you can Google, Google yeah. it Google. now and make us look like right idiots. We're, but we're, we're it, shows, back now, it shows how it all blends. It all does all blend in, though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 But um, the other one for me was the Peter Crouch goal at home. Yeah. The Stoke goal. goal. No, oh, when we when we were literally minutes away from Blue Moon Rising film. Remember that? Yeah. Right, and and they were filming me commentating. Yeah. And and then. Obviously, as you say, Tottenham yeah. got this goal, and we that we didn't qualify for Europe that year, did we? No. But how mad is it that how mad I'm is on, it? I'm on screen. How's that film? How mad is it? How mad is it that Tottenham, <laughs> Tottenham, yeah, again, they robbed us of Europe. Obviously, they didn't rob us. They, they 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 won it fair and square. You know, he's put it past. I think it's Martin Fulop that was in that. M- M- Martin Fulop, who sadly he's... left us a few years after. Um, but he he was in the sticks. He'd had an absolute stormer of a game. He kept everything out, and Crouchy at the near post managed to get something on that and put that in. The year after, we beat them, didn't we, 1-0, and reversed it and got ourselves into Europe. I think they missed out. And then it happened again this year with Spurs, and it was like we played them over two games... The one game we lost away from them there, we thought we'd won at home. And then All it comes out of penalties with City, doesn't it? If you notice, yeah. it's a theme, missed penalties. Yeah, but I'd probably, you know, if I was to put them in order, I'd probably put it, because I was young and quite emotive, I'd probably put the middles, no, I'd put the Tottenham one this season, then I'd put the the, the other Tottenham one, and then the, the Middlesbrough one as well. And there's probably a lot, there's thousands of others, isn't there? Is that... Go on, Will. Come a bit, come in a bit closer because we've got Will who films all of these podcasts and he's dying to join dying. us. Go on, Will. Um, so when people say, "What's your worst memory about being a City fan?" and nobody ever remembers this, it was Manuel Pellegrini's last day, his last game. I think we drew two all to Arsenal and the stadium just emptied. Yeah. And I've never ever been more embarrassed to be a City fan than that day. Yeah. So the parade obviously yeah. didn't work yeah. out the way people wanted. Is that what you're remembering? 
the was uh, it a midweek game as well, wasn't it? A midweek no, game. It was, no, it was a weekend. That was, was a Sunday, it? I think. Yeah. Last match of the season's always yeah. weekend, isn't it? So Pellegrini, we was um, basically we drew, and everyone assumed we weren't going to get Champions League football for when Pep came the next season. So yeah, it was, obviously it was his last game. He was supposed to have a, a lap of, lap of honour, and it just emptied. And I, I got grief off me United fans, mates. And I had no defence. Usually, yeah, yeah. I, usually yeah, I buy yeah. back and give him give him yeah, grief, yeah. but I just accepted it because I, I actually did stay again because of what my dad had told me years ago. <laughs> I I've, I've always stayed and clap him off and all the rest of it, but I do remember that, and it was it was embarrassing. I'm going to chuck in one more subject now on the second of our two. Um, back to back sort of hey, summer hey, back to back <laughs> works out well that doesn't it eh? uh, as if I planned it uh, but our back to back Harlan and Paul summer specials so tell Phil me Phil and Grant <laughs> you, know, you want a Gary new nickname you don't, you don't want to be Gary Neville anymore no, right? I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be Grant Mitchell mate if that's alright he's definitely Phil yeah um, so, so let, let's just think about goals right Oof. So, what's the best goal you've ever seen? You know the one that stands out to me, and I, I, I don't know why it does, but as soon as you started talking then, so I'll have to put it, I have to say it, it's the Alano Bloomer goal. Yes, I was going to say that. Was so. you? The, the free kick. I don't against even know Newcastle. It, I think it was yeah. against Newcastle. Peach, top and goal. And I just remember him hitting this ball, and I'm just thinking, oh my God, what sort of a player is this? Because he's not been there that long either, I don't think, had he? And, that's I, and, and, that's, and the, the, obviously there's been... Better goals, obviously. It's been better free kicks. It probably has, but that, for some reason, for some reason, that goal just stood out in my mind and I just thought, oh my God, he's Brazilian. I love Delano. I tell you, the, the better free kick, see, this one triggers... This is well. It's Michael Tarnat. Oh, yeah. screamer. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That did shift. That, and it that, moved. It was a bit Roberto yeah. Carlo-esque, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. That one that yeah. Roberto Carlos scored for Brazil in the uh, felt like the halfway line he hit it from, didn't it? Took and a it, big run up and it moved. And yeah. I just thought it was brilliant free yeah, kick. No, you're right. One yeah. of my one of my favourites is the Georgios Samaras uh, double. Or I can't I say, believe I that anything no, could be favourite. Hang on, Alvaro said one of my favourites is the double. Is right? the double? Yeah. No, one of my favourite goals is the one where the ball comes was in. Was it favourite because it was one of the only goals? Do you know scored? what? I actually, de- <laughs> I actually defended Samaras as a kid. And everybody, You've whenever, got loyalty. Do you know what I mean? You've got loyalty um, that means nothing. I think I just enjoyed seeing him point up to the sky when he scored with his long hair and his long locks. But this goal was unbelievable. <laughs> Come in, he's chested it up, back to goal. Swivelled on it, volleyed it over the keeper, ran over to corner flag, pointed up to the sky with his long locks. The second hang one, hang on, whoa, 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 pointing up to the sky with his long locks. Yeah, well, what, he points with his fingers, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's got his did long locks. Did he have a ponytails and pointing yeah, them up? Just, like, just like seeing horns. seeing Samaras doing what we signed him to do was unbelievable. The second goal was probably even better, where he's through on goal. And he chips the goalkeeper with one of the most elegant chips you'll probably ever see in world football. Did you think at that time, oh my God, what have we signed here? No, I thought he's better than Karate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, so, did, you get one your, did you not get one of your gifted sights where you thought, like, he's going to be a world beater? I thought he was. Oh, I mean, since you're not that gifted Do you remember the days when you'd be on Score Centre on Sky Sports on the website and you'd be refreshing transfer window yeah, yeah. and it'd come up, we've yeah. just signed Samaras from Aaronveen, six million. And I was like, Mum, we've signed someone. Samaras. He's going to be unbelievable. He's scored this many goals in, in, in Holland for Aaron Veen. 
he's the guy to change our fortunes, and he scored six, I think, that season after. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. one of me. That's one of my favourite goals. That one like that's come over. Yeah, he swivelled on it. There is a yeah. lesson to be learnt here, actually, because obviously City get linked with all sorts of people in this era, and in future eras and past eras. And I remember when City were linked with Giorgio Samaras, going on YouTube and thinking, right, I've never heard of this bloke. I want to watch what he's all about. And they'd, somebody had put together a, a highlight video of Giorgio Samaras, and I thought. What a player. Yeah. This player is the dogs, you know, whatever's. Right? And then I watch him in the flesh making his first, presumably the first appearance at half time in that game. I turned to somebody and said, he's, he's rubbish him. He'll never make it. It took 18 months for me to com- to convince everybody that Sam Ras was what not what it looked like on this YouTube video. The same thing happened with a guy called Lee Bradbury. Oh, who bad we, bye. Who Lee we, bad we, we nicknamed Lee Bad Bye, right? Yeah. And and he came one summer, um, this ex, uh, was he in the Navy or the Army, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that, from Portsmouth. Uh, and he came along and he was going to be, you know, goals every 10 seconds sort of thing. And City played a friendly, I think it was at Burnley in pre-season. And unusually, I was sent to cover this game for the BBC. So I actually, I wasn't commentating on it, but I was doing reports every now and again. And somebody said to me, so are you impressed with Lee Bradbury, the new signing? And, I, and he'd scored a hat-trick that day in this friendly. And I said, what a signing, what a player. <laughs> this bloke is unbelievable and really committed to it. Yeah, yeah. And it turned out I was wrong. It was a nightmare. <laughs> Can you imagine though if you'd have had social media like we have now, you'd be getting sound bites of that. Oh, you'd be having retweets, retweets galore, that. Yeah, <laughs> and, yet, and the irony is, I've met Lee Bradbury since, and he's a lovely fella. Yeah, uh, and he's very self-effacing as well. So he he will. I'm sure when I interviewed him, you know, he said something like, yeah, it didn't work out well and, I, you know, and all the rest of it. So he's not one of them players who sort of takes massive offence of, of you being not blunt and horrible, because I'd never be that to an ex-player, but, but to actually, you know, yeah. more or less say it as it was. Yeah. And, and, I, and I have to say hats off to him for that. Yeah. But um, so anyway, the moral of the story is when you watch these YouTube reels, yeah. like you obviously did, Harlan, don't yeah. fall for it. But I think, I think when, you, when you look back here now, and like, I, I, I'm an avid collector of the season reviews, so I've got old season reviews, I've got the 0 2 3 season reviews. You should tell me right, you're wrong. So what? Do you sit home and like you my like a diary? Like, I sit at home and watch these back. But you're not. Do you not write your own? No. Oh. No. It's well, all in They're all. They're all in there. Just yeah. there. Yeah, I can imagine there, you yeah. sitting at home with you. No, no. Spreadsheets and. <laughs> Does Phil Mitchell sit at home and or Grant Mitchell yeah, sit doing at his home books and from the writing extended storylines <laughs> and all that? No, but in all seriousness, I watch them back and, and you don't you you forget how many good goals we've actually scored yeah. in the dark days as well, yeah. in the days yeah. where we weren't yeah. successful. You know, under Keegan, even under Pace, some of the goals, Samaras' goals, under Hughes, some of the goals we've scored, you think, what a strike. You, if that you, was happening now with Twitter, you see some it'd of the be mon- deemed one of the, the best the goals montages the they put on, um, someone will just put one up, you know, on this day in, such a thing. Yeah. And it'll just put up some, a montage of some of City's goals and you just think... I was at that game. I don't remember that. How did he score yeah, that? I don't you know what I mean? mean. He never scored a goal uh-huh. like that. Has he been edited? Yeah. If you've been enjoying these these summer chats with uh, with Paul and Harlan, obviously there are other members of the Forever Blue team who could come into this. Um, we've done a two part Harlan and Paul special, if you like, <laughs> uh, in June. And uh, first of all. Feel free to comment on what you've heard. Please subscribe, give us five stars, give us a good review and everything. But if you're enjoying these types of chats and you'd like more of them, particularly in the off-season, 
then let me know and, and we'll see we can do some more of these. Um, next week, we'll come back again with something a little bit more topical. Um, but for now, thanks very much to the two of you. Yep. Thanks very much okay. to Hot Click Marketing. Remember, at hot underscore click. Uh, ring Tony, Hot Click Marketing on the website. He's a City fan. And thanks very much to Holiday Inn for being the venue for our podcast. Uh, we will be back next week. We're going to continue all the way through the summer, right through until the beginning of next season. And although this hasn't been a topical podcast, hope you've enjoyed it. And we'll be back being topical again <laughs> next week. 